everybody. Hi. Welcome back to the Haunted Heart. Sup? You're very low energy today. You know. What's going on? That's a long question. That's a loaded question. Yeah, that too. That as well. Loaded like a baked also potato. That. Except without the bacon, though, because, you know, I don't do pork. I do bacon. Not not usually, but I, I mind, I like it on a baked potato. You like it? I like it on a baked, on baked potato. potato. I like it on a baked potato. I'll take it. I like a chive. I like some Do you butter. like it as, like, a seasoning, but not, like, by itself? I can take it or leave it. Like, if it's already there, I'll eat it, but, like, nah. Guys, I'm going to tell you okay. what. I experienced, like, some major, major road rage this evening. He sure the fuck did. So I came over to record, and I was, like, sitting in my car. I was finishing a phone conversation with one of my associates. I'll have you know. And I was, like, finishing. He had texted me, and he was like, hey, I'm in the car. And I was like, that's weird that he's in the car. Like, I just pulled up to his apartment, like, to go inside to record, but I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe he like just went, came back from the store or something. And so since I was on the phone with my associate, I did not see any other text messages from him until a crazy man pulled up in the center of the road because I was parallel parked. A crazy man pulled up in the center, center of the road with his window rolled down, hanging halfway out the car, gesturing at me madly to get <laughs> inside the vehicle. And I was like, what in the fuck is happening? <laughs> and then I realized that it was my crazy man and that I knew that crazy man. And he, so I got out of the car and he's like screaming at me, cursing at the top of his lungs. There's a child being let off from school or some shit, like right beside him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like scarring this child for life and he's like get in the goddamn car and he he really was like he was freaking out i was mad i was big mad he was I came he home. was the definition of big mad i came home realized i did not have my keys and i would have to drive back to the airport to pick up my keys since i dropped my husband off for work and he took the keys with him and i only had a limited amount of time before i could get back Get the keys before I would then have to go through TSA. Well, first of all, pay to fucking park, go through TSA, That's walk true. through the airport, catch Girl, a I bus. I could have gone through TSA because I have TSA pre-check. Well, fuck you. Girl, fuck I could have breezed right by. I could have breezed right by. Fuck you and your TSA I have a card pre-check. and everything. I could have pulled my card out. I could have said, look, I just need to. Mm, it's all right. The government checked me out, honey. I'm fine. Mm. Note, I got my TSA pre-check before we started this fucking podcast. Ducks in a row. Anyway, so I Ducks was in just a row. aggressively trying to get to the airport and just was not having anybody shit. We almost had to go live for the last episode, for the last installment of the Haunted Heart Podcast, honey, because we almost got in three car accidents. So, with all that being said. Oh, fuck. we have to do housekeeping stuff, though. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> we just have so much shit that we have to talk to you guys about yes. and, n- and none of it is related to our episode no so we've been promised you guys for weeks and weeks Months. and many episodes <laughs> that we are working on merch and instead of just fucking off and promising you guys we actually were working on it um and we're launching it so we sent out a couple updates um today but by the time you are listening to this episode, you will have access to the Haunted Heart Merch Store. Our summer line. 
Our summer line. <laughs> Mercy. Um, so The summer collection. So we put out, um, there's uh, three different shirts. They come in all different sizes. You can get a t- cute little tank top like me. Um, or you can get like men's, women's top, whatever. There's like fucking shirts there. Um, and then there's a couple other little exciting things. Yeah, there's a couple other things that's on there. Um, the main thing is obviously uh, the shirts, which we're really excited about. Like, I think they look dope as fuck, so... I mean, we like them. I fucking like them. We so. bought them. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Bitch, I Literally. like it so much, I fucking bought it. For real. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, so all you guys who were wanting a Trash Talent shirt and a Haunted Heart shirt so that you can rep your favorite bullshit podcast, you now have them. You have yeah. access to them. So we have So a, go buy them. We have our classic logo t-shirt in you say classic logo like we got another logo, bitch. We have one logo. <laughs> that's well, it. No, I just meant like that's we don't our, have a modern no, logo. No, no, I meant in the in the realm of like that's the the classic logo. Okay, it's just it sounds to classy. distinguish it from everything else. The modern logo. You wouldn't. Well, no, but I mean, you just wouldn't say logo T-shirt, or would you? Maybe you would. I think that might have been when I named it when I sneak, did a sneak peek for the um. Patreon people. Whatever. Anyway. So, yes. Go. The way that you can get to our merch store is to go to thehauntedheart.com. Go to merch. And then click on it and you can see all of our bullshits. And you can order directly from there. Yep. So, wrap our shit. Um, that would be amazing. And... Fuck, there was something else we needed to talk about. Well, I want to... And, you know, purchasing a shirt definitely will help us, like, put more into the podcast so anything that you know all support is appreciated um because in the end like it it all gets funneled back it all gets funneled back into the show yeah we're not making profit we're just putting it all back into the show right so um, and also helping us to create more stuff later on as well so uh yeah yeah helping us to like grow what we do for you guys so Speaking of, we have a bunch of cool shit that's coming out on the Patreon this week. Yeah, We have a bunch of cool extras that we did. Um, well, we're going to do the Vander Von Odd video. Yes. Um, so we're going to go through that short film. So if you did watch that short film after the last episode, don't worry. We are going to actually review it and talk about it. <laughs> That'll be on the Patreon. And then we also have like a super cool surprise thingy that is coming out on there that we're not going to talk too much about, but... It'll be there. Um, <laughs> so if you think we do a good job and you like hanging out with us and you want access to all kinds of cool bonus um, pictures, videos, blog posts, bullshit like that, come hang out with us on Patreon. Yeah. I think that's it for housekeeping. I think so, too. Um, anybody who's not in our Facebook group, fuck you. <laughs> Go join That's a it. little harsh. <laughs> that's a little harsh. I'm tired of doing my nice Facebook spiel. I'm just going to be like really militant and aggressive. Get on about the it. goddamn Facebook group. Yeah. No, but seriously, get on the goddamn Facebook group. It's really cool. There are some really cool people in there. And it's it's been really cool to get to know you guys a bit more. Uh-huh. Now that everyone's not so shy. Now we've, that we've all warmed up. Now that we've gotten past the first date stage, and you know, we've we broken the ice, broken you the ice know. a little bit. Uh-huh. We, you know, are at that phase where we get that text message, and it just sends our hearts a flutter. It does, truly. Um, 
but yeah, it's a cool group. We have a we have an interesting band of weirdos, including ourselves. Yeah. So, did you just pet your eyebrows? No, delicately? no, 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 no. I was a little warm, so I took some of the condensation from my Burger King sweet tea. <laughs> oh, you didn't fucking <laughs> lie on us. You didn't expose us. <laughs> and just and just brushed it gently on my forehead to soothe me. I will have you know that Burger King sweet tea does not affect me the way that Taco Bell sweet tea does. Mm. Like, Taco Bell sweet tea wakes my ass up from the fucking dead. Uh-huh. Pulls you right up at that mortuary. It does. Burger King sweet tea still got me on about a level three. I wonder if it just takes a while to kick in, and then like when we're done, you're gonna be so hype, like fucking ready. You're gonna be so hype, never sleeping again. Bitch will be ready to record a new episode. No, maybe <laughs> the new episode is just me screaming for an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> like it's really avant garde. Avant garde. That podcasting. sounds like a creepy pasta. Yeah, I could see that. Like I just lose my mind and you die or something, and then I just like. Go on air and scream until I die. God, I'm Note the worst creepy pasta writer. Write it down. Assistant. Are you talking to the cat? Like who, who who are you talking to? I'm talking to the cat. Write it down. So he's like, I don't have thumbs, Dad. What we got for the kids today? What's going on in the world of the haunted heart? Well, today we thought it might be fun um, to kind of be a little silly. You know, we like to do little silly things. And we're going to talk about personality testing, specifically Myers-Briggs personality tests and the different uh, personality types that are indicated by such testing. Yes, and we're going to relate those to some of our well-known serial killers. Add a little twist to it. <laughs> what is this like a fucking Seven Up twist commercial? Add a little twist to it. It's a twist. The oh, you M want Night, a twist? The M Night Shyamalan of podcasts. The M Night Shyamalan. I don't think so. I don't think that we. I don't think that we did that the way that we should have. If it was, if it was M Night. Nah. I think he would have done that a bit more masterfully than what we did. The bitch. Don't even. Don't even. Yes. So for those of you who may not be aware, MBTI stands for the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, developed by Catherine Briggs. Wait, where's Myers, though? Where um, was I he think, at? I think that was, was, I think he that was actually her daughter. Her I daughter think. was named Myers Briggs? Her, her, her married name. So I think it was her daughter. Myers was her daughter? Yeah, her married name. Her daughter was married, last name Myers. That's what happens, Katie. You mean it was her maiden name, not her fucking daughter? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Wait, okay. Her, so her daughter's name... name was originally, last name was Briggs. She got married, became a Myers, and then they later formed this. So that's why it's called the Myers-Briggs So type she indicator. and her daughter researched it? Yeah. Together? Yeah. Oh, so it was developed by, like, two women. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sorry it took Damn. a long time to get there. <laughs> Fuck. I was just so confused. I mean, was I not enunciating? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? 
flashback. I feel like a lot of people liked last episode, or at least I hope they did, but... They I, didn't. They, they didn't. lied. They God All of them it. lied to us. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, so it's based on the typological theory of Carl Jung. Is that how you say it? Oh, uh, I think it's Jung. Jung. I think it's Jung. Fuck. Fuck. You didn't say Carl Jung. <laughs> Carl Jung. <laughs> Jung. You know. Jung. Jung. I can see. Tung. I can see you as like a fucking like in a coffee shop just fucking chilling. You know. Really liked the theories of Carl Jung. <laughs> I just thought that guy up. knew what was going on. Jung. Whatever. You know. Anyway. He proposed that there are four essential psychological functions uh, by which we see this world. So those, anyone want to take a guess of what those uh, sensations are? Katie, podcast people, anyone out there? I'll let you take a guess for a second. As to what the four, the four ways that we see the world? Yeah. Anybody? Um, How do you see the world? And cloaked sheathed <laughs> in a veil of sorrow. <laughs> That's Katie's Littered. personality test. How God? It's just a With buzzfeed. Scars. Like how God? How are God you? are you? <laughs> My personality type is like G O T H. Like <laughs> I'm a G O T H thing. I'm a G O T H. <laughs> Just oh my saying. god, I think we just named the podcast episode. I'm a GOTH. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like it. The GOTH I like it a lot. The best era in music test. was 2004. Thanks <laughs> for playing. But, all right, so you've had time to guess. So it's intuition, sensation, feeling, and thinking. And essentially, the theory. Somebody's like, oh my god, I got them all right. <laughs> And essentially, uh, the theory is that all of us rely on one function more than others. And the base of the MBTI lies in identifying our preferences, which are driven through our interests, values, needs, and motivation. Young came up with this theory through subjective clinical evaluations. So you have things like uh, extroversion and introversion, uh, sensing and intuition, thinking, feeling, and judgment and perception that are sort of like paired against each other. So that's kind of what it's about. Um, and it just uses that to sort of make up your own special snowflake of a personality. Sort of snowflake. Pseudo snowflake. Pseudo snowflake. I mean, there's only like 16 different options that you can be. No, I wonder if um, Young was into... Because he developed the theory on the different ways that you, like, thinking versus feeling, judging versus perceiving. Right. But I wonder if he, like, would have been in agreement with, like, the way that Myers-Briggs uses that, um, like, uses that to then kind of do a BuzzFeed quiz of your personality. <laughs> Am I, is that the end of the sentence? Did I get there? Uh, you got there, I was girl. fucking trying really hard to get there. <laughs> and there. all these words just kept coming out. And I was like, where are we going? It's kind of like when you're driving a car and you just kind of space out for part of the trip. And then wonder where the, what the fuck happened. And then and wonder where all die. the blood on the front end of the car came from. God almighty. God, does that ever happen to you guys? And then you have to go through the car wash and then they look at you. Right. Because it happens like, way too often <laughs> so no? yes no nobody no okay no 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 it's just me so i think um it was at this moment we sort of wanted to encourage you guys to maybe pause the episode 
Uh, and we just wanted to encourage you to stop listening to us. Just go ahead and turn it off. Pause the episode. Just go ahead and delete it. Find something else better to do with your life. Delete your podcast out. No, don't do that. (laughs) Find something else better to do. No. No. Not at all. No, just go. You fucking sit your ass down and you listen. (laughs) You sit your fucking ass down and listen to us ramble on. No, but, uh, what's the website that you have, Katie? Um... 16 personalities 16 personality 16 personalities there you go yes uh, now I that mean. and that is not the official... or you could do what i did and just google myers-briggs test and pick the one that guarantees you that it's only 12 minutes long because some of these motherfuckers last forever yeah. so yeah and obviously those aren't like i mean they're their own little thing but like you can like go and have this like officially done and but then you'd have to like go and take like an official test and it has to be like you know it has to go through like an official like MBTI like person and approve it or you could go to 16personalities.com and i think you have to pay i think you have to pay for the what MBTI. for a real one yeah i mean i'm sure you do but I'm just so used to quizzes being free. Right? <laughs> but no, if you go to that website, um, you can they didn't they didn't sponsor this episode, by the way. It would have been really fucking cool if they did. I mean, if y'all want to leave a little coin on the dresser, that would be cool too. But um Shameless Patreon plug. If you go to um if you go to that website, you can take the test and it's it, it actually doesn't take too terribly long. And then you will know what your type is so that as we kind of go through them for the rest of the episode, you know uh, what to pay attention to and what to just fucking skip past. <laughs> right. Because who gives a fuck about any of the other personality types other than your own? Exactly. America. Exactly. So, uh, why don't you tell the people what's your personality type other than HBIC? Girl, for fucking sure. HBIC slash HBIC, girl. Um, what if it was GBIC? Goth G- bitch in charge. Goth bitch in charge? I could see it. I'm into it. I like it. I totally see it. Hashtag GBIC, girl. GBIC. Every day. Um, so I'm an ENFJ. An ENFJ? Yeah. ENFJ. Yeah. Does that stand for eating? <laughs> eating anything <laughs> food related <laughs> just because I want to. <laughs> There you go. Yep. Yep. Bam. For sure. That describes me quite well. Um, No, I am an ENFJ. Apparently only like 2% of the population is that. Mm -hmm. I feel like they maybe say that to every fucking body though. Because there's like 16 different personality types. So I feel like they're like, you're only 4% of the population. You should feel special. Um. So only 2% of the population are that. I am, but I noticed that like, um, so the website that I used gave me like a percentage for what like extroverted versus introverted and whatever. And so I wrote down my percentages because I thought it was interesting. Um, I'm 82% extroverted. I'm 83% intuitive. I'm 53% feeling. So I'm more like half and half feeling and thinking, which I feel like is pretty accurate. And then I'm... Uh, 57% judging. So I'm like closer to half and half judging versus perceiving. So the, it, it seems like I'm a little, I'm a foggy ENFJ. 
foggy Because my F and my J are really close to being T's and P's. T's and P's. Yeah. I'm an ENFTJP girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, would you agree with some of the descriptions of that Um, type? So, well, the description that I found said that I was, that I, that it was caring, that personality type is caring, enthusiastic, idealistic, organized, diplomatic, responsible, (laughs) 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 skilled communication, fuck that. Have you heard me this episode? (laughs) Have you heard this fucking podcast before? For real. Um, who so skilled communicators who value connection with people and that is true I do value connection with people like I really love you know talking to I mean I just love people in general most of them Um, some of them are shit but like I really like talking to everybody on our podcast page like on our Facebook page and getting to know everybody and kind of like hearing about you guys day and like even if you guys just post like some like I don't know little thing that like probably isn't that important to you like I, I don't know I just like getting to know people and how they work and what's important to them and I think a part of the the of your MBTI type is that you use that sort of um, extroverted like uh, part of your personality to gather that information right um yes so that's the one part that I would maybe argue with um, I do not consider myself an extrovert, although I am very, I do present as very extroverted. See, that's funny because I always con- have considered you an extrovert. Yes. Most people do, but I... But even me, like most people, yeah, you can say that, but like even I still kind of consider you an extrovert. Nah, babe. Because I, so the definition of an extrovert is that you get energy from being around people and I fucking uh, do not. Um, I act like an extrovert but I think I'm actually really an introvert because there's nothing more that I want to do other than fuck off and go home sometimes you know what I mean but I've read a little bit that like sometimes like that's common like with that because sometimes like you can appear like you said to be uh extroverted Mm -hmm. uh but then really be introverted yeah that's not where I draw my my energy from if that makes sense like I still charge up by being in my own space or being with people who I'm really close with who know me really well. Like being with you, I get energy. Being with you energizes me because I guess it's kind of like being alone. Because you're <laughs> insignificant. No. Because you're not there. Because you're yeah. almost non-existent. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. Damn. No, it's just that like, I mean, uh, I think you and I are so close that like being with you is kind of like being alone, but with another person. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't like, I don't have to be, I don't know. It just doesn't take any energy from me. Introverts know, know what I mean when I say that. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I think I'm an, I'm an introvert in disguise. Mm. I'm a, I'm a trans extrovert girl. Oh my God. You just offended Okay. Well, everyone. <laughs> what the fuck is this show for? We offend everyone on every episode. Okay. We love everybody. Well. The Trons know that I love them. I love y'all. Okay. So. <laughs> so what's your personality type, <laughs> Kenneth? Please tell me. I'm dying to know. Uh, so I'm actually, this is actually kind of interesting because uh, I'm typed as an INFJ. Oh, so yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. 
almost like almost everything except you have the you you don't give as much of a fuck about <laughs> how you come well, off to people than me. Well, so all right, INFJs are supposedly the rarest of the types. Um, okay, the oh. rarest. Um, only one percent of the population supposedly has an INFJ personality. Okay, type. oh, bitch, she's rare. What are you saying? And no, and then especially like even more rare that I'm a male INFJ. Oh, okay. Male INFJs are supposedly like unicorns. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Funny, Listen, I don't see I'm that not horn. coming up with the. I'm not coming up with this on my own. This is what I have read and studied. Oh, okay. For sure. weeks. Okay. So you read the Wikipedia article, yeah? No, I've read this. I've researched this for a while. I've like, read the this internet. Is my, this isn't my first. This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Yeah, that's true. We have taken these tests before. Um, one, I, I, identify, I actually do identify a lot with mine. They say that INFJs are really focused um, internally, obviously, because it's... Uh, it's introverted, but we take things in primarily, like we gain our information primarily via intuition. Yeah. Um, and that's my primary mode. Secondary would be external where you, where you deal with things according to how you feel about them or how they fit your own personal value system. Yeah. INFJs like place great importance on having things like orderly, uh, in their outer world, um, they put a lot of energy into identifying the best system for getting things done and constantly define and redefine their priorities in their lives. But I think what that's essentially saying is that I'm stubborn, um, resistant to change, which we've had that conversation. That's fucking true. Which we have had that conversation. Are you ready to admit that yet? Or um, no? So, no, I still don't admit it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. No. And I read an I read an article that actually kind of described it perfectly, but like an INFJ uh, may appear to be resistant to change, but we can change. It just takes us a minute. Like we have to. Yeah. Let me pause. No, I've never said that you can't change, but what I what I say is that you have an extreme difficulty with the period of change so like if a change is taking place like that period of time is is very difficult for you because you are the type of person that you want to you want to be able to handle and control not control but you want to feel like you're like you know what to do in every situation and so when you're put in a situation where you don't know what to do like you kind of get like it affects you on a deep emotional level Mm -hmm. In a way that it kind of doesn't with other people. Like, I, maybe it's just because I don't ever really fucking feel in control a second of my goddamn life. But, like, it doesn't affect me as much, I don't think. Like, change doesn't because I never fucking feel in control. So I've just resigned my fa- myself to the fact that you're just not that I'm control. trapped inside a meat prison on a fucking rock hurtling through space. Well, eternally, I don't think. And all right. So here's the thing. And you can agree or disagree. But I would say that, like, I would consider like I can be spontaneous when I want to be like I can be spontaneous if it's you can be spontaneous as long as you are the person who is in control of the spontaneity. Really? Yes. 
you can be spontaneous if it's your thing that you are doing spontaneously. But if somebody else is being spontaneous and you're kind of just roped into that and you're not in control, you have a little more trouble. I just don't like being inconvenienced. Well, there you go. (laughs) If it's inconvenient, I'm not about it. Yeah. And I'm like, why? When it's not convenient. Like, there was a convenient plan and now there's not. But, I mean, like I said, anyway. So, I mean, it's really interesting. um, And we kind of, like, wanted to try to relate this to or compare this to, like, you know, serial killers. Because, A, that's our fucking podcast. We're true crime and haunted. So we had to figure out a way to make this fucking work. (laughs) <laughs> right? <laughs> this is not the science. This is not the Carl Jung podcast. Young. This is not Carl Jung's podcast. <laughs> I'm never going to let it go. I want a podcast now fucking, called This is not the Carl Jung podcast. This is not the Carl Jung podcast. No, because like, I don't know. I just thought that would be interesting because like, would you say that we are all capable of murder or that some people personalities are more prone to murder than others? That I definitely found. There was a lot more... um, There were certain personality types that I really struggled. Because what I did, I printed out the different... um, I'm using paper notes again this week, so get used to it. Um, You might hear some paper rustling. That's a little ASMR for you. It's a bonus. I I was like, how the fuck do I do this in in any way that is somewhat accurate? Um, so I printed out all of the different personality types and then I kind of just like went through the list and like tried to match the descriptions with, you know, obviously we stepped, we tried to stick to the famous serial killers that like everybody knows. Yeah. And some of them, like some of them fit perfectly. Like I read a description and I was like, I know exactly who that is. And then other ones I was like, man, who the fuck would the, like, who would I put with this? So, you know, this is just our bullshit and like. Probably you'll disagree with it, and like that's fine because you can tell us who you think is right for each category or why you think that we're fucking idiots. Right, because the community at large, because there is a fairly large like MBTI community that you know studies this. Um, you know, a lot of them have different differentiating opinions on yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw multiple people that were listed in like different categories, and people were yeah, like, "Yeah, you'll find that yeah. too. You'll find that too." Because I mean, obviously, some of these people like aren't around or aren't available to take their own personality test. So this is what people who have studied this for a while sort of get and sort mm-hmm. of observe, 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 yep. observe, observe. Um, that observe was the first step in Carl Jung's scientific process was to observe. <laughs> Step observing one, observe. the natural world with That's Carl Jung. Me. Look, look, we're going to do a movie. I'm going to star as Carl Jung. <laughs> is the movie going to be called Observing the Natural World? It is. Observing the natural world. And it's just me and I'm in nature and I'm observing and <laughs> I've got my sketchbook and I'm looking at this really elaborate like Maybe it's a deer. Maybe it's a lion. Who knows? And then you just look down at the page and it's just like a fucking, it's a smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Drawing a smiley face. I'm going to make my hypotenuse soon. (laughs) This is great. Can we just like make fun of science this whole time? No, that's not our podcast. God damn it. That's the not Carl Jung podcast. Yep. That's what that is. So what do you have on these, uh, these here serial killers? 
So we'll start. We'll start with. Um, well, do you want to start with our types, or do you want to save those for last? Well, I couldn't really like. I have. Um, I have some really good ones for your type. So INFJ, your personality type. Uh, they are most often black widows. So Bell Guinness. I don't know if you know Bell Guinness. No. Okay. Uh, the people who are true crime people who are listening know who the fuck that is. Belle Guinness um, was she's from the late 1800s, and she had over 40 victims. Basically what she would do is she would place an ad in a newspaper um, that she needed – I mean, she would kind of post an ad that she was a single woman living on this farm and that she, you know, needed help with the farm and yada yada and um, to write her. And so these guys would, like, write her and they would send, like, correspondence back and forth to each other. And then she would talk them into coming to the farm to marry her. And they would get there. um, And she would have them, like, not tell any of their family whether they were going or anything like that. Very shady. Um, And then when they got there, um, she would murder them. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Um, collect the insurance on them, because she would take out policies, and then, you know, bury them where nobody would find them. And since none the of their farm. family know where they went, you know, she did this for a really long time. She had, um, the time she was caught, and we'll kind of go into it in more detail if we do an episode on her, um, but when she was caught, which was under very fishy circumstances. Some people say that she actually wasn't caught. Her remains were found. Some people argue that they're not her remains. And then when they checked the farm, there were like, they recovered bodies of over 40 victims. So she could have actually had more. Damn. Yeah. My runner up in that category is Eileen Warnos. She probably is a little bit more extroverted. That's interesting because the, cause the list that I had, um, had her listed as as an extrovert. Okay, well, I made my fucking list, so the, I'm your just list saying, can fuck we off. We already prefaced this with yeah. the fact that there it They're might be different. D- be different, yeah. I think she is a little bit more extroverted, which is why she's only my runner-up for this category. But I really do think that her murders were motivated by um, financial gain, all except the first one. I believe the first one was legit um, that she felt she was in danger and acted in defense. But then I think after that, it was about monetary gain and that's kind of what we see with this category um is that it's it's about the it's about the monetary gain it's about them benjamins Hmm. that's interesting because i think for me like being an infj i don't know bitch you can't say that if i offered you like a million dollars you wouldn't kill me no i would never okay i would never as he said, as he fucking looks at the ground. I would never. As he looks at, right never. at the ground. No, the one thing that I, I find interesting about that is like INFJs, um, there's some research about uh, this theory that we have within us called the, the INFJ door slam. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially saying that the INFJ has the ability to literally like completely 100% shut you out emotionally uh physically and it can be anyone no matter what (laughs) i have my experience with this so i know that it's true but i could see that like if someone has sort of shut off their humanity in a situation like because i think the infj just from being from being one like i connect 
with people really well when I want to and when I feel like I'm open to that person. So it would be hard for me to just be like, let me just kill anyone. I mean, I wouldn't kill anyone. Right. But, <laughs> but I think if there was ever something that sort of like, you know, triggered a humani- humanity shutoff, that it would be in that same situation like marry for financial gain because i don't really care about you i've shut that part off right you're not someone i care about right so that's why i can do it yeah i can see that so So. that's just my little moment so you can be a black widow a black widow um another personality type so we'll stick uh what we should probably do is stick with the um introverts first and then we'll do the extroverted okay ones so um next introvert type intj um the avenger is what this type is called so the avenger type of personality this has been extrapolated obviously um from the myers-briggs definition to the specific serial killer definition that we're working off of so the avenger the avenger feels that he or she has been wronged um and that they have suffered for far too long it could be anything from somebody like doing you wrong in sort of some sort of contract or some sort of deal or treating you poorly as a child to somebody cutting you off in traffic and inciting rage so it can be big or small but the important thing to remember is that the intj remembers it as huge and they're out for what they feel is revenge i feel that though um <laughs> i mean yeah as we just discussed my road rage earlier right but the but the reaction is like way overboard so um my sort of pick for this type um was elliot roger elliot roger is a spree killer who in may of 2014 killed six people and injured 14 doing drive-by shootings at uc santa barbara um, he is the most annoying little twat that has ever existed. So he did all of these, he did hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos prior to the event, um, just talking about how he was wronged and he, you know, everybody didn't recognize how great he was. And so fuck everybody. Um, my alternate for this category was, uh, BTK. Yeah. Because I think that BTK felt like he had been wronged by women. And so he wanted to fuck us up. Uh, our girls at APC did a, a, an episode on BTK that I listened to and cause I'd never heard of him and it was really interesting. Oh yeah. Um, like, yeah, that was a good episode actually. I listened to that one too. Um, it, because it stands for bind, torture, kill. Yeah. Because like? he's just such a fucking tool. Right. But the way he got caught was, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want to go, like... Yeah. I'm not trying to go into it in case we ever do, like, in case we episodes or yeah. whatever. But, like, yeah. it, if you know, like, it, that... It's if you a, know, then you know. If you know. I mean, if you host a true crime podcast, <laughs> then you know. So, yeah. No, those are my two picks for that um, for that particular category. Um, so then we have ISTP. 
Um, ISTP is um, kind of Freudian. Um, they have issues with their parents. Um, ISTP, um, one of the descriptions is, you had a tragic childhood, and obviously anyone who looks like your mother is just the same as her. Blonde, overbearing, and definitely worthy of death. <laughs> um, wow. So I feel like you probably know who I chose for this one. I mean, there's really only one selection that could be made. Um, who? It's not Carl Jung. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Gein, dude. Mommy issues. Yeah. See, my, there's I literally went, only one. I went choice. straight to. I went straight to. I went straight to fiction. Oh, you went to Norman Bates. I went to Norman Bates. Yeah, you went to Norman Bates. I went to Norman Bates. And I couldn't get off of that. No, like real life. Real life Norman Bates. Fucking Ed Gein. Um, Who was literally the inspiration behind... Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill, uh, Leatherface, Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of fucking people. Leatherface was probably more accurate. Yeah. Like Buffalo Bill's personality, but Leatherface's um, aggression. Yeah. Um, so Ed Gein, everybody knows he had mommy issues, deep, deep seated mommy issues with his mother, Augusta, a thick strapping German lady. <laughs> so, you know, he's the ultimate Oedipus case in serial killers, incredibly good mechanical skills, um, to, you know, take people apart and make fucking furniture out of them. And he's highly practical. All right. Yeah. You know, repurpose. You know, I, you know, I find that I often need a fucking lampshade made of human flesh. I mean, I'm just saying when you're short on resources, it just really makes a room pop. It just really does. It just pops and I'm here just right there in the corner. Have your little lampshade made of skin and your uh, little uh, candy dish made of uh, a human skull. Absolutely. Mix the little teeth in with the candy just to keep things interesting. You damn right. <laughs> no, HGTV, I think, um, here I come. That would be a show I would watch on HGTV. Yes, it would. Oh, my God. Or, like, Cemetery Digs. Yeah, totally. Like, like Gravekeeper Houses on HGTV. Let's fucking host that. I want that. Noted. Assistant. <laughs> Um, my alternate for, uh, the ISTP, um, personality type was Edmund Kemper, because we all know Kemper had some fucking issues with his mother as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that one, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's definitely mommy issues. When you fuck the severed head of your Your mother mother. and kick it. Yeah. That's, uh, I would say that's mommy issues, you know. (laughs) That <laughs> <laughs> was gross. <laughs> um, so another interesting category, ISFP. Um, this is, so ISFP is like one of the harder um, types to find people. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that they're very, um, they're very innocent. There's not a lot of, I mean, every personality type has their own darkness, but like ISFP was like, um, it seemed to be most indicative of like people who didn't necessarily want to kill other people. Um, so for this one, I chose Dahmer. 
Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. And I have an interesting stance on Dahmer, which maybe if we do an episode on him, um, if you guys, if that's something that you guys are interested in, like we can kind of get into all that. I'm not going to get into it super deep here. Um, but Dahmer, every time that Dahmer killed someone, obviously, let me preface that with he did terrible crimes and I'm definitely not advocating for him. However, if you look at his story um, from a very early age, something was wrong. He knew that something was wrong. He, you know, as a child, um, sort of sought help, but his family always tried to kind of like hide that there was something wrong with him. And instead of helping him, they isolated him. Yeah. And it got worse. Yeah. Um, Every um, murder that Dahmer ever did he was drunk or high for he was never sober um and he talked about you know he gave an interview of how he he had to do that in order to like he had to get drunk or high in order to murder he couldn't do that sober um he was definitely a process i mean a product killer not a process killer like he wanted to his main goal was just he was so scared of people leaving him. He just wanted to incapacitate somebody so that they couldn't leave them. Yeah. They couldn't leave him. Yeah. Um, which, of course, is taking away their free will to, you know, and decide their, to leave life. you. <laughs> I mean, if he's not going to stay with you, baby, you making him a zombie so that he has to stay with you is not yeah. winning the battle. We yeah. haven't won the battle there. Yeah. And I think a lot of people actually, uh, I think he's... Like I think that he's like definitely known as an I as the um the innocent the ISFP. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, I that's think that's cool. like I don't know accurate. if he was. Oh, cool. <laughs> like <laughs> I think that's like yeah, agree. Yeah, upon. I mean he's he's very when you di- it's easy to get caught up in like the grotesqueness of his crimes, um, but when you really dig into it and kind of examine what happened and the mental illness that is in play it kind of gives you a different perspective mm, yeah um and my um alternate in that category was charles cullen um who was a nurse in um like the mid i want to say mid 1900s like around the 50s or so um he was an angel of mercy who killed um like i want to say that it's like thought that he maybe killed upwards of 60 people. He worked as a nurse and he would um, basically OD people. Yeah. And kill them. Sometimes he would give them enough to like knock them out and then he'd bring them back. That's something we see a lot with that type of killer. Um, But he called himself or well, he didn't call himself, but he has been called an angel of mercy because he said that he would like kill sick people. But, you know, then there's, like, some fuzzy details where, like, a kid has a broken leg and, you know, you fucking put him <laughs> out like, of no, his misery. No, you no. want to die. No, yeah. no, no. No, I'm I just, don't. I'm actually good. I, I'm just, you know. <laughs> I'm okay. Just uh, just stubbed a toe. I'm, I'm just getting a I'm shot. all right. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Just getting a vaccine. You're in pain. No. No. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of gets, it kind of goes there. Um. INTP was an interesting category. Um, That one was, um, that one was like the category that like, it almost sounded like Hannibal Lecter. And like one of the sites called it like the cannibal. But 
that was like um they wanted to that type really enjoys the crime for the sake of the crime and so it's like an elevated sort of experience for them and they really dig in it's sensory yeah it's very yeah um it's a sensory experience and it's and they're very in it and present in it and it's elevated um and so for that one i think that's why a lot of people connected this personality type to cannibalistic crimes but I didn't necessarily go that direction. I thought Charles Ng and Leonard Lake immediately um, of the um, Butterfly Murders. Um, and they, I definitely want to do an episode on them because they are super fucked up. They built a compound, like underground, and then they um, kidnapped women and um, like held them in that compound. They were highly individualistic. They had very little empathy. Um, they built a literal dungeon so that they can enjoy torturing their victims over a period of weeks. And I believe it was Leonard Lake who said that he wanted, he dreamt of a woman that he could take out of a box when he wanted her, use her any way that he wanted to, and then put back in the box and walk away from. So Ugh. like, yeah. He wanted her completely at his mercy. And eventually they would murder these women and then bury them on the property. They were super process motivated. You know, the women were tortured for days and weeks. Uh, and, and he got off on all that. Well, they both did. But a, most people think that Leonard Lake was kind of the front runner. And Charles Ng was kind of like the, yeah, <laughs> side. Yeah, kid. boy. Yeah. Um. They also made films. Like, they took a lot of footage that you can actually find online. It's just, Ooh, it's, no. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, I don't suggest looking for it. <laughs> You're probably going get, to get on a nice list. Yeah. Um, so they were my heightened experience sensory killers. Another category that was particularly difficult was... Um, ISFJ, that's the one that you were talking about that was called The Failure earlier, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that one was very hard because it was all about, um, like, people who would be very bad at murder or people who just don't... Is that really why they're the, called The Failure? I guess. Well, people who just don't have the, like... Like, like they're bad at podcasting? I don't know. <clears throat> like, the way that is... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Whatever. It's fine. The failure of podcasts. The failure of... Damn, is it too late to take that name? Maybe not. Um, I thought that... I thought... It took me forever to think of somebody. I think this was actually the last one that I ended up doing. Um, but... I thought of Dr. Kevorkian. Interesting. Yeah. Because the way that that personality type, um, the ISFJ is described um they're warm considerate gentle responsible pragmatic thorough devoted caretakers who enjoy being helpful to others so they're actually highly empathetic to others and jack kevorkian was that way um he you know he and a lot of people 
call him an angel of death, just kind of like Charles Cullen. But the difference is that Charles Cullen was like pulling drugs out in the hospital and murdering people and kind of sort of getting off on it. Yeah. And Kevorkian was putting people who actually were sick, you know, he was giving them a way to die with dignity. Gotcha. And I actually have seen one of his machines, one of his death machines or whatever, um, in the Museum of Death in New Orleans. Oh, so jealous. Yeah. I, I saw Fuck you. one of his machines. It was really cool. I didn't even know it was there until the guy who owned it was kind of giving me a look around. And he Fuck. was like, this is the Kevorkian, one of the The Kevorkian death, death machines. Machine. And I was like, shit, dude. Yeah. That sounds like a really fucking badass band name yeah his fucking, fucking artwork band. is really fucked though it's super metal you should check it out Kevorkian's artwork is like very sketch that's actually how I knew of him well I knew the story I knew that he was Dr. Death but before I knew the details of the story I looked at his artwork and I was like this guy was fucked mm. but then I read the details and I was like no this actually makes sense <laughs> so yeah that's who I chose for that category and then the last um no, second to last. Um, in introverted category is ISTJ, the duty fulfiller. This was also another hard fucking category. It was basically somebody who um, respond, who is responsible, sincere, analytical, reserved, realistic, systematic. They're hardworking, and they're the type of like project-oriented person who once they have a project, they like push through to the end. And I chose Gary Ridgway. Kind of because I couldn't fucking think of anybody else to take this. Oh my god! Section, like, well, yeah. I mean, he was like dumb, but very committed, and was convicted of forty nine murders and confessed to seventy one. And he operated for like over sixteen years. Oh my gosh, uh, that's yeah. I think that's correct. Is that who your fucking people chose? Yeah, Harry Leon yeah. Ridgway, ISTJ. We fucking all gave up on that one. <laughs> Whole community phoned it in, bitch. ISTJ. I guess we'll go with Gary Correct. Ridgway, dude. <laughs> Correct. I feel like they needed a category for like dirt stupid but committed. What category are we on right now? <laughs> what category? <laughs> oh my god, too real. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and then the last of the introverted types is INFP, the artist. Um, the artist, oh, fuck me. No, okay, okay. I thought I thought I did something wrong. I didn't. So the artist um, is someone who actually had a cute description of this one that I found online. Um, INFP is a very tortured soul who has feelings that need to be released. INFP shares their emotions through art and is nothing more and nothing is more beautiful than a virgin virgin hanging from the clock tower with her womb hanging out. It's Fuck. a metaphor. It's a okay. metaphor. Okay. Who all right. Well, Who did I pick? Can, no, all right, so can I first say I didn't mention this earlier because I'm really kind of proud of the fact that I'm an INFJ, but a lot of INFJs can mask as INFPs and vice versa. And because mm. it's really hard to t- like we're very, the INFJ and the INFP are very similar people. Like they're like we're very close. I think literally the only, like one of the few differences between the two is that the INFJ absorbs people emotions while the INFP 
uh, mirrors emotions. Yeah. I could see that. Um, so I could definitely see that, like, because, and, and I've struggled with, like, like, I see a little bit of myself in both of them, but now that you say that, <laughs> I'm like, damn, that would be perfect. Like, fucking metaphor, scene, art, statement. Not oh, art. God. It's not art. It's not. It's fucking. But you get what I'm it's saying. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Anyway, who did you choose? Uh, so, H.H. H. Holmes. Interesting. Of course. He had a fucking murder hotel. There's no guy who, like, took murder more into the realm of art and fancy than this dude. Um, he elevated serial killing to an art form with his murder hotel. And I think that his view of murder was very much that. Um, although there were quite a few murders where he stood to gain financially, especially mm. later on in his, in his activity. Um, my alternate, though, was Jack the Ripper. Because I think Jack the Ripper also had a flair for the dramatic as well. We can see in how he left his victims. Yeah. So maybe I was influenced by the womb hanging out bit, but. <laughs> Let's see. So that's it for the introverts. Now into the realm of like my supposed people, right? Yeah. Um, before These are we the leave... serial killers that it's really fun to party with. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Girl. Um, I kind of felt like, I don't know, like a lot of your introvert, like, excuse me, your extroverts, like, I could see being like your, well, I'm not going to say. I'm going to let you continue. I have my ideas of what your extroverted serial killers would be and who they would be. Okay. Um, cause I think I may have gotten like all of the cool, like regular people for INFJ, but I feel like you probably got some pretty cool ass fucking people for fuck your you. extroverted serial killers. You fuck yes. So fucking yeah. INFJ <laughs> doing it up. I'm saving that for last. So, um, e we'll start with ESTP. ESTP is the thrill seeker. Um, so ESTPs get off on the thrill of the act um, when it comes to murder. Um, my choice for this was Robert Hansen. Um, Robert Hansen, if you're familiar with, um, what's it called? The cold, um, the cold ground, the frozen ground. I think it's called the frozen ground. There's a movie with John Cusack where he portrayed Robert Hansen or, or maybe the cop who, Confession time, I haven't seen the fucking movie. But I do know the case. Um, so Robert Hansen would bring... He would abduct um, women, some, most of them prostitutes, most of them sex workers, um, and he would put them in... Basically, he would drop them in the Alaskan wilderness, and then he would fucking hunt them, like the perfect... Like the most dangerous game. That guy! That guy. Oh, that guy. yes! Um, and I think... Um, I think our paranormal chick girls also did, maybe did an episode on They him. did. They did, actually. Did That's they how Hans I knew about Hansen? him. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was real fucked up, but there was one picture of him on the internet when he was real young, and there's, like, one picture. I think it's, like, he supposedly had really bad skin, 
But there's one picture where he's wearing horn room glasses and he looks like my dream man from the 60s. But he's also like holding like the dead fucking carcass of an animal. So not into that so much. But there's I one. I just have to say. He looks like the lead singer from Weezer in that picture. I just have to say that would be a mistake. To fucking drop me in the wilderness yes. and in freezing cold weather. Well, Let me tell you what, bitch. You. I don't know about for you. I got you. some insulation. I'm Scottish. I'm built for this shit. For I am fucking built to live in the fucking icy ass, cold ass wilderness. Are we really going there? Unfortunately, I live in Virginia, so I'm just fat instead. <laughs> instead of prepared. No, like I just feel like you put you dropped me in that situation. You have made a mistake. Okay. I'm the INFJ, right? So I've spent my entire life absorbing other people's emotions and and taking on their feelings and their how they do things motherfucker <laughs> i bitch i absorbed katniss everdeen on that screen motherfucker <laughs> drop me in the woods all right i'm probably gonna die probably like <laughs> just like in the corner no i can just see myself like i'm no longer yourself. human you want to make me a motherfucking animal bitch all right i'm gonna be an animal i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a motherfucking animal <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like bathing myself Skin in a goat bathing. and just like wear it. Uh-huh. Uh, my alternate for that category, by the way, for the thrill seeker category was the East Area Rapist. Okay. Um, who, because he would actually, so he would sneak into homes when, sometimes when the husband was there, sometimes when he was not there. Um, he would tie up the husband and commit all of these horrible atrocities that we won't get into to the to the women. And sometimes he would murder them, but he would, there was at least one, there were a couple different times, but there's one really well documented, there's a call that you can find online, where he actually called 911 and was like whispering into the phone. So I think he kind of got off on the thrill of all that. Even after, my own opinion, even after the crimes were committed, um, during the long period of time when we didn't know who he was and we thought that it would always be unsolved, I think he got off on it being like this big mystery. Yeah, I can see that. So I think he was still reaping the benefits of the thrill. Next we have the showman, who is ES- ESFP. The showman likes to be the center of attention. When it comes to serial killers who are this personality type, they are involved in the case. They are. They want the credit for the case. They want the notoriety. They're like the Leo in the room. And for me, this was one that came to me very quickly. If it came to me as quickly as possible, too, maybe. I don't know. I, I went for Zodiac. Yeah. Gotta be Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Um, writing letters to the police. Staying center stage in the investigation. Very, yeah. The whole thing with... You know, just everything that he did, I feel like, was so calculated for that kind of attention. Now, that's assuming that he wrote those letters, which is also a theory that's out there that potentially some of those letters... Well, we know that some of the letters that were received were not written by the Zodiac Killer. But I think some of the ones who were... Some of the letters that are still attributed to him by most people maybe weren't written by him. Yeah. But so I went with Zodiac. For, I didn't even have an alternate for that. No, because no, no, like, no, no, no. it's Zodiac. Yeah. So moving on to ENFP. ENFP are they are 
they suffer from delusions of grandeur where they believe that they are the specific one chosen person who is supposed to bring about order through this act. And who do you have? I mean, David Berkowitz's son was Sam. Okay. You Not got, what I had in mind, but okay. Yeah, I went with David Berkowitz because he, he definitely had the delusions of grandeur. He killed to get a point across, a message across, which was a like fucked up convoluted message um, that nobody fucking understood. He avoided confrontation heavily and he because he shot his victims from behind, obviously. Yeah. So for him it was just, you know, totally impersonal. And it was about the message. Um, product over process, because he's trying to get a message out. That's what he's looking at. So he will just shoot people in the back of the head. It's not about how they die at all. He doesn't get off on any part of that. What he gets off on is getting his message out. And, um, oh, th- if we believe David Berkowitz's story that he thought that he was being instructed to murder people by Sam or son of Sam, who was speaking through his neighbor's dog to him. He also suffered from voices telling him to commit these acts, which Mm. is also something that's related with ENFP in this context. I'm not saying that all of these... When I say, like, ENFP, like, here's voices, I'm not saying that all fucking ENFPs do. I'm just saying in the context of serial killing. Maybe it's a secret ENFP thing. So when 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 you said that, like, the first thought that came to my head was fucking Charles Manson, though. Really? Yeah. That the voices? No, 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 no. Because you, because you mentioned that it was like an idea of like to get a message to get okay. a message across, and that they were the only one. So that to me seems like a cult leader. Like that seems very like cult leadery to me. We're getting there, but we're not there yet. Not saying that you're wrong, because I totally see your point. But we're getting there. That's just what, like, when you said, like, I thought, oh, cult leader. Bam. This is more like one, it's very focused on the one person in this personality type. Um, It's very, like, I am the chosen one. Only I can do this. I am on a mission from God. And God is talking to only me. Or the aliens are talking to only me. Gotcha. And I have to do this myself. Gotcha. They totally lack the um, interest or ability to lead a group of people. They're gotcha. highly individualistic. Um, so next category in ENTP, which is called the wild card. Um, ENTP, it, the description for this one was really kind of like funny. It was like, we really aren't sure why you're killing people. Your victims have no... Your victims have no connection whatsoever other than living in the same town as you. We only know that you did it because of your signature writing, ha-ha, suckers, and blood at the scene. So Hmm. this is kind of just like somebody just fucking randomly snapping and murdering for no discernible reason. Okay. Who do you have? I chose Israel Keys. Israel, don't who, I don't know that one. Israel Keys is a 21st century serial killer. He is fascinating. He is... We can't go too far on him. We might want to do an episode. I definitely want to do an episode on him, but he is, he is so fascinating because 
this guy did what I always said that if I was going to be a cra- if I was going to pop off on y'all and just be a crazy serial killer. I always said that I would go to places where I didn't know anyone. I had no connection. There was nothing in my past to, to make that spot important. I would just pick it off of a map, and then I would pick a random victim, and then I would kill him, and then I would leave him there, and then I would leave the situation. Okay, That's got exactly it. what he did. So he would fly to, he had different murder kits that were buried all over the country, and he would fly out to fucking Seattle, pay cash, rent a car, find somebody, pick them up, murder them, end of the weekend, turns the car back in, flies back home to wherever, and he would confuse his roots sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So it would be very hard to map things out. They eventually did catch him, and that's where we'll leave it. Yeah. They, they did catch him, but he didn't necessarily serve justice. Gotcha. Justice was not necessarily served. Um, so I picked him because he bounced from place to place, and nobody really had a good um, – explanation for why he killed who he did he just kind of got it yeah it. i mean no that makes sense that definitely makes sense he's like no that totally makes sense that yeah, makes sense i understand totally. i empathize we are in fact doing a true crime podcast <laughs> um so next category is estj this is the vigilante this is somebody who is killing to prove a point on a massive scale and it's not because they feel like they've been and it's not like um ENFP where they feel like they've been endowed by the cho- that they've been chosen. This is a vigilante who's fighting for the people, who's fighting for what's right, who's fighting for justice, but it's their twisted version of justice. Got it. So I went with Timothy McVeigh. Uh-huh. Okay. He killed 168 and injured over 800 people in an act of domestic terrorism, yeah. which we're all familiar with, and he kind of did this for his own, his his methodology is honestly so fucked that you really can't make heads or tails of it. But he's he acted out of a sense of uh, righteousness and indignant indignance indignancy indignity indignance indignity. We'll table that. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows, babe? <laughs> he was pissed and. So he became a domestic terrorist and thought that murder on a massive scale was the way to get the point across. Great. It's not. It's not. It literally never is. So that's McVeigh. Um, ESFJ. We only have a couple left. ESFJ, that's the people person. This is somebody who... So this is your quintessential extrovert. Like this is the life of the party who loves to connect with people on a personal level and they do the same thing in murder. So a lot of times with ESFJ people, you will see the stranglers. You will see the people who kill their victims up close because they want to be, they want to be present. They want to see the light leave their eyes. Yes, exactly. Um, So John Wayne Gacy, obviously, Yeah. Because John Wayne Gacy was a master manipulator. He was the quintessential politician. He was, you know, a huge figure in his community, despite the fact that he had actually been busted for some pretty serious shit by the time he started killing little boys. And, um, but he was so good at 
playing the room that he was able to still be super successful. Right. Um, he, well, not super successful. The man fucking managed a KFC. Come on. I mean, I consider <laughs> that to be successful. But he did actually have like a. And if you listen to one background. of our episodes, that was his last meal, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because we talked about how funny it was that he was a man. Yeah. Um. So he's a he's a master manipulator, ultimate politician, and he killed up close and personal by strangling. Yeah. Um, my alternate for that category um, was Ted Bundy mm. because he too had a way with people and he could kind of play a different personality depending on who he was talking to yeah, and what he thought they needed. And he was really good at predicting what it was that they needed. The extra, I would have to say uh, the extroverts are the ones that freak me out the most. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are out public facing every day and mm-hmm. they're like... Like they're, they are extroverted, so you would never su- suspect mm-hmm. them as being, you know, doing anything dicey because they're so present, and that's, that's the mask. how they, and that's the mask, and that's how they hide. They hide mm-hmm. by being out in the open. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what's that's what's scary because you never really, I mean, you never really know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an INFJ, I'm very certain that I could sense since that i'm just kidding i really fucking couldn't you really no. <laughs> no 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 i mean i'm naturally more like fucking wary of people like anyway but that's just everybody so i'm sorry <laughs> that's you just dress, indiscriminate you just dress you dress like a clown sir <laughs> i don't trust you i don't trust you even though i i there's a guy sitting at home clown. in his clown outfit and he's just <laughs> oh, so sad oh. he's like i just want to be loved clown. and to strangle boys Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Um, so, second to last, ENTJ. This is... Okay, so this one was called online... This was nicknamed the Robin Hood, this personality type. Okay. Uh, so, I'll read the description, and then I'll tell you who I chose. You might be surprised. You see the injustices in the world, and you have taken the initiative to do something about it. That's why you only target the greediest of the greedy. Once they're out all of their money automatically goes to charity, right? Okay. So that description, I didn't go totally off of that description, but, you know, ENTJ is somebody who is murdering out of a sense of injustice. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to send a message like, you know, the um, vigilante. And not necessarily because they think that they are the one chosen person in the universe to send a message, like um, ENFP, but just to do something to correct an injustice or to what they perceive as an injustice, and that's the key. This is where so I'm- I can tell you exactly like what like all right so it's interesting like because I automatically go to like fictional characters <laughs> like I go to horror movies and so yeah. like I immediately go to like um, uh, Serial Mom have you ever seen that movie Yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, Kathleen Turner mm-hmm. and she's like you didn't wear your fucking seatbelt yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean that's where I go to so is that like that's like what you're talking about right yes yeah so because it's their that they own perceived a, yeah. like yeah. injustice or you have done something wrong and it needs to be 
corrected by killing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to, a little bit to send a message, but yes, to... to kind, kind of, of also sounds like... Um, they're guilty the, anyway, right? Because they're doing a thing that you disagree with. Right. Kind of sounds like uh, the story arc in Coven. The, yeah. um The, uh, like, 13 Commandments type killer thing they had going on there. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah it could it could go there. Um, but this is where I put Manson. Interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hesitate to even put him there because I have a very different stance on Charles Manson. Um, I have, and this is, this is like, Manson is the one that for me always comes up at parties or whatever. Like when people find out that I'm into this sort of thing and we have the podcast and um, that I research stuff like this, it seems like Manson's always the one that's brought up because people are just so, I mean, there's a lot of information out there about Manson. Yeah. And it seems like people just kind of gravitate towards that. And I keep having the same conversation about Charles Manson. So maybe we'll do an episode on it and kind of get into it on a deeper level. But I, I actually just think that Manson was just a con man. And he got roped into a bunch of shit that he was not fucking prepared for at all. And then drugs got, um, well, drugs were always kind of in, in the mix, but drugs exacerbated things. And then it just kind of blew up. And Manson was in the middle of it, but not necessarily in charge of it, even though it seemed like he was. Mm. Um. I think everything just got way. I, I honestly think that Manson just wanted to be a famous musician and fuck women. But, like, I really think that's what he wanted. But how does that relate to, like, this grand idea of it so, being an injustice? And, like, because the Manson case with Sharon Tate, um, they were super rich, super successful, super beautiful. They were, like, the like one of the it families at that time yeah um and that was something that he did not have and there were all these you know things with the race relations and all that all that shit which i believe on my take of the of the situation i think that that shit was layered on but most people's take of the manson case is that like they committed those murders so that they could bring about this whole other, so that they could correct an injustice, right, with kill the pigs and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, yeah. Um, and then they would start the race war, and it was connected to all of this, like, higher sense of justice and shit like that. The shit that you fucking think about when you drop a shitload of acid and live in the fucking desert. For real. Like, God damn, just don't do that. No, don't do it. Don't do it. So, um, but he was super, I think what's important with Manson is that he was super extroverted to kind of like lead that band of people because it was a cult of personality for a while. But I would argue that at the point that the murders took place, that had kind of started to kind of crumble around him mm. we interesting. Can get into. yeah we can go into that if we ever do an episode i'd be interested to look into that more yeah. for me personally yeah um so that brings us to our my last my mother read me helter, helter skelter when i was little <laughs> she really did she had the little she had the helter skelter book and so like like i saw all the pictures in it and like all that stuff 
I mean, here's the thing. Unpopular opinion. When he was young, Charles Manson was pretty hot. I'm just saying. He was also very nasty and probably smelled bad. Because he was a fucking nasty looking Katie, hippie we need acid to, man. Uh, reevaluate your. Uh, okay, young, your you face. cannot tell me that like real young Charles Manson was not like kind of cute. Like I kind of get it. I'm not I'll about to, to follow him to the it. fucking desert. I'll have to research it. I don't think I've ever looked at young Charles Manson. You should. I mean, he's. Pretty, I mean, like he's pretty. Hot. Are we talking like pre? Pre cult leader, like um, no, like probably right around the cult leader years. <laughs> okay, yeah, then no. Pre murders, I might have to say no. No pre murders. I'm gonna show you some pictures. Okay, and you're gonna be surprised at what you feel. All right. And so what's your? And then so we're now we're on yours, yes. right? Yeah, I saved me for last. Okay, the best, the best for last. Um, ow, fuck. Sorry, I'm just having problems. Being a person. Um, so ENFJ, the cult leader. Bitch. Personality. <laughs> Don't be mad. Uh-huh. Don't be Fuck mad. Off. Me and Kirstie Alley about to start a cult, girl. Damn. <laughs> the cult leader personality. Um, ENFJ is a natural born and charismatic leader. People need guidance in this dark, dark world. And who better than ENFJ to lead them? ENFJ is the savior after all. And their disciples need to build temples in ENFJ's honor and cleanse the earth of heretics if they hope to save their souls. Ooh. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else? Yeah, no, that's like Jim you Jones. have to. Jim Jones. You literally have to. So here's the thing. Um, last podcast on the left did a four, five part series on Jim Jones. It was a long fucking ride, but it was really good. It was really detailed and it was thoroughly researched. Um, and I fucking, when they were talking about like the early years of, or when the, like when the people's temple was really like revving up and the stress that Jim Jones was under and how much he fucking worked all the time. I, I felt that in my fucking soul, Mm -hmm. like how he was just driven to like never stop. And he would like, he would kind of delegate things to people, but he always would have to be like right in the middle of everything and, and spinning like nine different plates at one time. I felt that in my soul. And then when he started taking, um, drugs to keep him awake so that he didn't have to sleep and his eyes got all red and shit like i could see i could see that path i could kind of see down that down that walkway in my life yeah i'm gonna not go there but i can see it so yeah i had to go with jim jones and the people's temple and my alternate here was also manson so i used manson twice yeah because i think if you play into the more common view that Manson was in control of his group of crazy acid dropping hippies, then he could fit there. I just don't believe that he was in control. Yeah. But I think Jim Jones, absolutely. Jim Jones is like the quintessential ENFJ off his motherfucking rocker. Right. So. Well, yeah, that's been so. Hopefully, you know, 
You learned a bit more about your personality type and what you'd be like as a serial killer. And I want to know what you are. So all of you people on your face on our Facebook group, like. I go take the test, please. I would love yeah. to know what your type is. It literally um, does take like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's not long. Um, you know, let us know how you feel. Like, if you disagree with something, let us know. Yeah. Or if you or if you think that we put a killer somewhere, um, like if you disagree with where we put Ted Bundy or whatever, or if you have thought of somebody who we haven't thought of. Um, who didn't, because there were so many, that was the hardest part, is that there were so many people like Richard Ramirez, fucking Night Stalker, where you Um, put him. Like, there were so many people who I wanted to fit in, but just, like, for time's sake, like, we can't go on and on and on and on and on. Um, So, yeah, tell us where you think, your favorite serial killer, if we didn't cover them, tell us where you think they would go and what personality type you think they'd be. Yeah, totally. And we are still um, interested in queer horror fiction and poetry yes. and whatever. So shoot us an email, thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Um, feel free to solicit your queer horror writer friends as well. Um, we would love to have some stuff to read on the show. Um, yeah. I think that would be awesome. And join our Facebook group and you can post. Um, I mean, you can post yeah. there. Yeah. So everyone um, can enjoy can, your stuff. Can enjoy your stuff. Like we definitely want that. Um, and uh, yeah, like definitely email us, contact us because we would love to feature you yeah. uh, in some way. Yeah. We're all about building a collective, a cult collective. A cult community. Uh, if you will. Just... I feel like everybody who's been drinking... Don't drink the Flavor-Aid. Don't drink the Flavor-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. I'm sorry. I get really upset and I shook the table. It was Flavor-Aid, guys. It was Flavor-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. Um... Fuck, what was I about to say? Oh, I feel like everybody who's been joking in the Facebook group about me being a cult leader, once they hear this episode, they're going to be like, I knew it. I knew it. Cult leader. I knew it. The cult leader in her black widow silent. I love that. Like maybe should we call you a black widower or are you gonna be like a drag queen INFJ as well? Black ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Black Widow. I mean, I don't Q hate it. Iggy Azalea's Black Widow's music. I, I don't hate it, but I feel like it has been done and is currently being done somewhere by an amateur drag queen. I'm sure. In a I'm sad sure. bar. I'm sure. No, I'll be standing. I'll be standing right there behind you. Back in. <laughs> look, giving everybody the eye. <laughs> giving everybody the eye, sizing them up. Yeah. So I'd recruit for you. That's what it is. Mm. I would be the one that would go out. But then you would have to go out and meet people. Oh uh, yeah. Fuck that. No, but like I would be observing. Like I wouldn't like interact. Observing. With them. Observing. Or observing. Observing. Observing, uh, yeah, very no, important like, like Carl Jung himself, I would be like observing. <laughs> I wouldn't interact with them, but I would like watch them from afar, and then I'd be like, this one. Yeah, okay, you would select. Yeah, you would I'd pre-select. be like, this one. That would be good. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, now that we've divulged all of our secrets. Yeah. It's time to sign off once again, my friends. Be sure to check out the merch store and, you know. I hope you like it. I really I ho- do. We we really hope you like it. I really do. Please know. And we that, will be expanding things in the future, but we're kind of yeah. There's still you know, a lot of stuff where we're on. Starting. The, yeah, there's still a lot of stuff on the horizon. 
Um, and like I said, any like support from this definitely gets funneled back into the podcast. It will help us create more stuff because trust me, we have so many, um, so many ideas for things, uh, so many more ideas for merch that we would like to do uh, and expand. And, you know, we appreciate anything that, you know, we appreciate anything that you do. For sure. And this is also a way like, you know, if you're not able to obligate yourself with the Patreon to like a monthly thing. Like yeah, totally. Thing, this is like a one-time thing. And you get a cool shirt out of it. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyhow. Love that. All right. We hope that you guys are well this week. And we will see you back at the next appointed hour. Yes. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.